Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd. How you doing, brother? Good, Jeremy. How about you? Good. You know what's weird is that intro came through very, uh, I didn't hear any of the music on my end. Did you hear it on your end? Yeah. Okay, good. That's what matters. But like literally, I, I was like waiting for you and I was about to say whenever you're, and then all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and I only heard your voice, but none of the music. Isn't that crazy? Man, there is something weird going on mm-hmm. with your setup. Is there really? No, I mean, you know, if you can't hear the music, yeah, yeah. you know, you can't send the the link in an email. It's weird. Yep, it's Chinese. Chinese are like shut, trying to shut it down. <laughs> so yeah, it could so. be. Well, you know, it could be the Canadians. Oh, the that's true. Yeah, or our fans. Trudy. You know, you just never know. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, I listened to that pod. They must be stopped. Are you trying to cancel mm-hmm. them? Yeah, but not for any kind of message they're sending. They just suck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we could bring the whole world together <clears throat> with our mediocrity. We really could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, yesterday we finally finished the Christmas rush. And it feels so good. That's why uh, for our, our, our fan base who, who are like distraught because we didn't release a podcast last week, the reason is that I was just way too busy. We're done, man. I got finished. I don't know what time was that. It was earlier than normal. Probably like 6.37. Whenever I texted you, that's when I was literally just finished cleaning up in the shop. And it feels good. It feels so good. It was a little early this year, wasn't it? We usually try to have everything shipped by the 15th. Usually that's our goal. And it just happened to... Just because like shipping right like it's not a you know it spends an extra day or two at some sortation facility somewhere in the usps system and now all of a sudden it's like okay so instead of five days now it's seven and now all of a sudden you're pushing it so we like to have everything shipped by the 15th and even on uh, on our end the, the courier that we use to haul it to the states there's some things that have sat there for like four days and usually it's supposed to go out that night so i drop it off in the afternoon that night, it should be at Sweetgrass, Montana, being scanned in and put into a bucket in the USPS. But there's some some of the stuff's like, oh, yeah, it's been sitting here for five days, and then we have to call them. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll go look for it, and it'll, it'll fall in behind somewhere. Oh, man. And it's like 100 to 150 a day. And so that's a lot of packages, you know, that we're dropping off. Yeah. Every time you go in, people are like, oh, man, wow, is that like a week's worth? I'm like, no, that's a day. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's insane, man. <laughs> you know, if, if this pace, if you could do this pace year long, <laughs> I would buy a Ferrari every year. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But it is just, it is such a seasonal thing, you know, like, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy. But it's a lot. I got a question. Have you ever uh, 
that's something I want to talk about, see if you've ever had experience. Because I was looking on YouTube. I can't find any information. Have you ever known of someone or used a brush sander? Kind of like a drum sander, big, huge machine, but a brush sander? Or have you even heard of those? Yes, I have, and I have used one. How are they? Uh, um, very, very good and very, very bad all at the same time. Okay. All right. The place I used theirs, uh, they used it strictly for putting a finish on stainless steel sheet metal. Oh, okay. Right? That's what they used theirs for. Mm-hmm. And then they lost... Whoever they were doing this job for didn't renew. Mm. So it's just sitting there being unused. And I found out they had one. And I'm like, hey, could I come use it? But not for, like, stainless steel. And I told them what I was going to use it for. And they're like, no, I don't care. Come use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how much is it going to cost me? We don't care. Just use it. You know? mm. And so I went in. I used it to recondition uh like reclaimed antique wood mm-hmm. from like barns or whatever you know strip the paint or whatever mm-hmm. and because you could do everything in one shot yeah yeah um but it was very very rough but that's the the kind of uh surface i was looking for mm-hmm. if i was trying to surface a new thing I, I they may or may not have different kinds of brush heads that go on there now but the ones that i knew of then um there's nothing that like you could finish sand with oh, okay i mean there might they, yeah they make them now the the weird thing is like li- literally I, I i searched youtube and nobody nobody has like the supermax makes one but they're seven thousand dollars and I'm like, they don't have any, like in Calgary, like that's some, if I'm going to spend seven grand on a, on a sander, I would like to go to their store and be like, can I bring a couple pieces of wood? I want to run it through there. If it does what I'm anticipating, and I will tell you exactly what I'm looking for ahead of time. If it does, I'll give you a cash right now. Done. Like I'll buy this machine. Cause <clears throat> so like, cause right now I'm running two drum sanders and they're both 110 volts I think the one's a one horse, the one's a one and a half, but you know, and I've got this setup where I've got a really coarse, maybe I need to go coarser. Well, I have an 80 grit on the coarse one and then a 220 on the fine. And I'll use the coarse one to essentially flatten it and it'll, it'll take out the cupping, but sometimes I'll have to do two or three passes. If the boards are really bad now, late, like I've been buying a lot of brand new wood cause I'll bring in whole lifts for me. And then it's like one pass through the course, one pass through the fine. And it's nice, but that is the bottleneck of our process. And then I was looking like, I was like, if you had a brush sander, then, you know, I cut everything to length, wood fill any knots. Uh, that's kind of the process now, wood fill it, let the wood filler dry, and then top sand it. But I was like, if I could just run it through a brush sander, and if it would essentially just kind of smooth out the wood filled knot areas with the rest of it, I wouldn't care if it's cupped or not. And the only reason I need to take the cupping out is because, you know, if, if, if you got an area that you need to sand, 
well, that texture and even the color is a lot different because that, you know, the wood's been sitting, I don't know how long it's been. You know, the color changes on the surface of the woods. So you sand that and it becomes lighter. So now I have to make sure the entire thing is uniformly sanded, you know, because the cupping isn't so much that it would look bad on a sign. Like you could leave it. And, and often if the sign, if it's got a little cupping and there's no wood holes I need to fill, I won't sand it because I'm like, why bother, you know? You yeah. often has got a decent enough finish and it's it's not like this is like i mean it's got flat stain on it you know it's not like it's going to get a sheen but i don't know or i was also looking at uh like a 220 volt closed in uh drum sander because right now i've got two the open-ended ones and they're they're fine like i just bought them because they were kind of in the size and the price range but I'm kind of like, there's one I'm looking at for 4,000 bucks and it's got a two, two drums in it and you can run, most people run a coarse and a fine and uh, it's way bigger too. It's, I don't know, I think it's a 24 inch wide. I'm like, dude, man, I could put like three signs on there at a time. One pass would do the coarse and the fine. That would literally, like yesterday it was just me, like Isaiah, he had guitar lessons and he was helping pack. And just me by myself, I think I got 163 signs made. And that's a lot. Um, that was what Kobe helped me stain for a bit. But if I was staining, I'd be where I would have been worked till about eight o'clock. That's, that's a lot of signs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I went and I picked up a Christmas tree because I had to wait for the wood filler to dry. And then I also went and dropped off packages at Canada Post in Strathmore. So if I had a, a better sanding system and I was just me working, I could do 200 a day by myself. I'm like, dude, that would be phenomenal. Because we basically just shut it off because like we shut it off last Sunday and this whole week people are like, wow, it drives Steph nuts because she gets 30 to 50 emails a day. It's like, can I pay extra just to get it shipped or something? But it's just that we can't. But if I could make more during the whole rush, you know, then we could sell more. That yeah. would be amazing. Um, yeah. Like, that's in, I don't know, it's insane. I can't, it's just wild. So, now I'm thinking about maybe a 220 big honk and donkey uh, drum sander and then a 220 dust collector kind of it's so funny because i'm not a woodworker <laughs> but i just keep buying like moving more towards commercial grade woodworking tools for a single product it's kind of ridiculous isn't but, it but you know if it's lucrative it's lucrative yeah christmas mother's day it's a cash cow and so I'm like, figure okay. out a way to um, capitalize on uh, Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Find something in the summer to deal with. Mm -hmm. And that's what that's what we're thinking too. Like we also do framed signs. Like th this one, people they wanted a a frame sign that was three foot by four foot. And so I made that. And but it's like I f I forget. I think Steph charged like 180 bucks. I'm like. Honey, that is not worth my time. We can do those not during the rush, right? But when we sell like a 30-inch sign, I don't know what, what they are, like 60 bucks for, for a sign that I can make like 150, 200 of a day. 
why would I frame a sign for even $200? Like it is not worth my time, you know? It's just like, I don't know. It is, it's, it's phenomenally lucrative and we haven't even raised prices, even with the wood going up and this and that. And um, I don't know, it's, it's good. It's good money, but it is highly seasonal. So, but <clears throat> it's exciting. It's fun. I always have to every now and then, like usually Wednesday, Thursday, I'm feeling exhausted and it's like a rush and you'll end up making a couple stupid mistakes because you're tired. And I'm like, shut it off. Let's, let's be done. And then I'm like, honey, can you tell, can you remind me of the payment account? And then she does. I'm like, okay, good. I've got motivation. <laughs> always have to keep, keep look at why you're, why you're putting yourself through this. And it's like, oh yeah. Cause because you can make decent money, but yeah, it's the only reason we do pretty much anything. Well, other than recreate and stuff like that, but you know, yep. So I'm done. Well, not mildly done. I'm probably going to do maybe another, I'm going to do like 10 extras of each size just in case, you know, we still got like a week that people are going to receive them. If it's like, Oh, this came broken. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they'll come and like, there's tire marks over over the package and it snapped in half i'm like well somebody drove over it <laughs> you know so i always want to make sure i have those i could just slap whatever color it is and then ship it out to them quick so i'm going to do that next day or two and then i'm going to start relaxing hard i think i haven't done any christmas shopping though have you got your christmas shopping done uh no do you guys do chris buy each other presents we used to, then we didn't for a while. Now it's, you know, there's something we want. But um, <clears throat> I am doing it, you know, I got a really nice anniversary presents, um, two gold coins, like, you know, one ounce gold coins mm -hmm. and a 10 ounce piece of silver because she likes oh, that's cool. know, collecting silver. Anyway. So I got her that for our anniversary, and then uh, she's just been kind of in a funk lately with work and stuff. Hmm. I'm, I'm sure being married to me has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, waking up, looking at you sideways every morning, like, ugh, you're still here. <laughs> I'm sure it's not like that, Todd. This time of year is always kind of, it seems that it has an effect on people too, doesn't it? Some. You, like you hear about it all the time. Like, oh, be careful. You listen to a meat eater podcast and it's like brought to you by better help. This time of year is so tough on people. And I hear other podcasts talking about, it. I guess it can be, you know, full. It's definitely emotionally charged time of year. Oh, if you need to, you know, I, I heard somebody talking about this on YouTube about the seasonal disorder or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if you need the sun to be happy, there's more lacking in your life than sun. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Cause I, I have things going on at certain points in my life that I couldn't tell you on the, on a particular day, if it's warm, cold, sunny, rainy, because I'm not paying attention because I have other things 
to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It just, I know. You know, would I rather have, you know, 68 to 72 um, sunny all year round? Probably, but I don't need it. Yeah. See, I don't get affected to the point where, like, I've heard people that, that seasonal affected disorder, they almost, it's like they're depressed. Yeah. And I don't, I don't get that way, but I am affected. Like, if I wake up and I go outside, it's a beautiful sunny day, and you get that, like, that in the spring or early summer, and you smell that just the power of the grass and the trees, I go, oh, and it totally invigorates me. And I'm like, yes. And it definitely increases my mood. But, and I think when I really kind of, I'm like, yeah, is when I really notice, like, there's a time I think we lose like six minutes of daylight per day. And it's like the end, August, September, and you really notice it. It's like, oh, dude, like last week I was sitting out here after, after dinner, you know, on the, on the deck and we were watching the sun go down and now it's like dark by the time we're done cooking dinner. That's when I'm like, yeah, but now that we're into it and it's like, it's dark here at 430 like right now it's eight o'clock and the sun still hasn't come up and you just get used to it. And I'm, I, I feel like during the change of going from when, when the days get shorter and it's noticeable is when I'm kind of like, ah, this sucks. And when the days get longer, I'm like, yes. But once I'm into it, I'm like, cool, man. I live in a dark, dark freezing freezer. (laughs) That's communist. That's great. You know, everybody, you know, knocks the getting dark early and staying dark mm-hmm. for so long. I mean, come on, there's a benefit. Now you don't have, there's less time during the day you have to worry about somebody seeing you peeing off the porch. I mean, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You can just get into a parking lot of a shopping center. As long as there's nobody around, just take a leak. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I, I do. It's, uh, and the weird thing is when you really notice it is driving. Because all summer long, pretty much the entire time, I will never drive when it's dark out because it gets dark at like 10, 30, 11. And I'm generally not out at that time. And then all of a sudden you're driving home and it's like 7, 30, 8 o'clock. It's like, wait a minute. Oh, man, I got to turn my high beams on or something like that. And it's kind of like, yeah. But yeah, we had rain yesterday here, man. This is like the mildest... We got a snow. We got like a little doozy of a snowstorm last week. Actually, we got a lot. We got like six inches. The forecast called for like one to three centimeters. Well, maybe not six, maybe four inches, but it was a lot. Like enough, I had to get the bobcat and clear all the snow. And and then yesterday, it's like raining. It's crazy. So I don't know if the snow that we got is going to last because most days we're hitting above freezing. <sighs> but yeah. It's been uh, kind of weird here. We're getting like 40 degree temperature swings oh, or wow. more day to night. That's crazy, hey? Yeah, it's like, you know, like last night, if you look at the weather, it was supposed to be 20 something, but it was like 18 here at the house. But, and then yesterday afternoon, it was. Forecast for 58, it was almost 68 hmm. here at the house. So that's like a 70 yeah. degree temperature swing from yesterday afternoon <clears throat> to five o'clock this morning. That's crazy. 
That's crazy. I was looking at um, their thermometer, and it, he, he keeps tracks like, okay, in the last 12 hours, this was a high, this was a low, and then in 48 hours high, or maybe 24 or 48, and then all time. And let me just see, 39C to F. So the hottest we've had since we've been here is 102 degrees Fahrenheit, and the coldest we've had is minus 20 Fahrenheit, which is minus 29 Celsius. So we have a 122 degree temperature difference, like in the last year and a half. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's a, if, you know, there's some parts of the world to go to San Diego. I, I would imagine there, like what is there's 40 degrees difference throughout a year, you know, but if that. yeah, I'm sure there's places that have more severe, but it's funny because we definitely do get cold winters, like minus twenty. I mean, I've had I've I've lived in this house when I was a kid. We had minus forty four degrees, I think. I think I may have mentioned it to you. Like, you, you ever tried lighting gasoline when it's colder than minus forty? Yeah, you got to hold a match to it. Or like a blowtorch. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about that here. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 The worst I've ever been in was in one of those sandy places around the world, um, higher in the mountains. And it was about 120, 121 Fahrenheit during the day. Mm-hmm. And then six degrees at night. Wow. Yeah. Because that's like, man, like if you're living out in that, okay, you, you, you're going to be like dripping you got, you got to have stuff to keep yourself as cool as possible and protected from the sun. But then, man, you got to bundle up at night. <laughs> That's yeah, nuts. The, they say deserts are brutal for that, by and large, aren't they? Yes, the few locals that were in that area. And they the, the country we were in put a base where they put it because the weather was so extreme, no one really lived there. And the few um, Bedouin-type folks that were there... Um, they only did stuff like four hours a day. Wow. No idea how they survived. That's crazy. Well, I, I do actually. They had uh, like a type of a mountain sheep and that's what they ate and that's the milk they drank. Hmm. That's crazy, hey? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a neat... Uh... I would love, I would love to go see that kind of part of the world. Not not that I necessarily want to stay there for a while, but I just think seeing that landscape would be so interesting. Is it pretty cool? No. No. I mean, some of it like if you're into like geology and things like that, some of it's kind of interesting. World history. Mm-hmm. Some of the sites are kind of interesting, but. I haven't been in any, a lot of those places. And I'm not one of those loud Americans when I go to other places. I just keep to myself quiet and observe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I try to be respectful as much as I can. Um, but a lot of those places aren't really, I don't know, what I would call uh, good people kind of thing. Hmm. Interesting. You know, 
uh, like some of the Bedouin tribes, my God, you think America has rednecks. So uh, what does Bedou- what does Bedouin mean? What? What does Bedouin mean? Oh, like they move from one place to another. Oh, okay. They're on the move. Mm. Gypsy, but with sand. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> there's a Bedouin, there's a band I like called the Bedouin Sound Clash. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I've heard that oh, term. I had, speaking of bands with odd names, I saw an advertisement on some social media post for a band I haven't probably heard the name of in 25 or more years. Who's that? They were like the like some of the OGs of punk rock back in the day, the butthole surfers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that too. I'm like, wow. Yeah, what's their... <sighs> and then what right was... after that, I saw uh, one for the dead Kennedys, and I'm like, yeah, you know, everybody knew who they were. Yeah. Yeah, you think the the butthole surfers, that's such a crude name. <laughs> and it just makes a, it, it brings a smile to your face, the, just the name. They're from San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. What was their big song? Um, no idea. They got one called Sweet Loaf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the album's Locust Abortion. Interesting. Yes. A lot of their... Names had things to do with, um, like poop double entendres or abortion. Wow, I'm like y'all are just weird. They are weird. Yeah, the pepper was the big. I forget what the big one is. Anyways, yeah, that's weird, gross. Huh. <clears throat> Yeah, no, some of the early music is, I remember like when I was a teenager, man, some of those bands like, well, Oasis was like super big and I loved Oasis. It's like, oh, this is the best. And um, I don't know, the 90s alternative was kind of cool music, you know, it it seemed very new and exciting and maybe that's just because of my age or whatever, but I think my time, uh, in the, being in the military when I did, uh, mid-80s through the 90s and into the 2000s, really opened me up to music, which opened me up to different points of view, different ways of thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't like, you know, some of the people, particularly around here, they're like, oh, if it's not blah, it's not real music. Well, yeah. says who? You know, because what about the people who came before that Blah, music you're talking about. That influenced it. <laughs> you know, your, the music you sang is like, you know, if it's not 50s and 60s country music, it's not real country music. Really? Because, you know, that music when it came along really irritated the snot out of the bluegrass people who were the original country music. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, so... You are to them what you're saying, you know, this popular country music is to you. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there, people. 
You know? Yeah, no kidding, eh? You know, there, there's music out there I don't like, uh, honestly, but I've at least listened to it and know I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I have reasons I don't like it. Um, I think some of these people that have made millions upon millions of dollars just sampling other people's music and making mixes are talentless hacks. Mm-hmm. Why don't you write your own music, write your own song, and sing your own Oh, that's right, because you can't. <laughs> you don't, I don't know. You don't even know how to sing. What you do is you take the words from a, a Winona Judd song, and you put it to the music of Rihanna. So none of that is your product. You know, yeah. Like, have you ever heard of the band called Girl Talk? I have heard it, or of them, but not, I don't know that I've ever heard them. So that's all they do is that they mix, and I there's some of their songs I really like. Like, I'm I don't know. It's I definitely see what you're saying. Like, it's a different skill set, and maybe it's not as I don't know. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. There's a song out there by uh, Morgan Whalen put to the music of uh, Warren G. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the coolest things put together I've ever heard. I'm not going to call the guy who did it a musician. Mm. I'm just not. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because it's not he's not actually making the music. It is a di- uh, what would you classify that? Because it is an interesting creative. It's a mashup. That's what they call it. And I'm yeah. like, I no, you're a, you're a, a multimedia DJ. marketer. That's what you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's where a lot of the DJ kind of stuff comes from, right? Like they got a couple discs and they're sampling them in the clubs and mixing them. Like it is a creative endeavor. And there are people like when I hear a lot of the like some of the girl talk songs I like, I'm like, man. I would never have thought to put that with that, but you're right. They're not. They're not musicians. I agree because they're not actually making music. They're mixing stuff. But you know, even within the realm of musicians, the way my mind thinks, and this this might be totally wrong, but in my mind, the pinnacle of a musician is a singer. I have more respect for someone who is an am- amazing with the human voice than the greatest guitar player of all time, the greatest pianist. To me, the human voice is the highest instrument that a human being can play. And I, I don't know. Like, like I've seen amazing like guitarists, and if, if they got an amazing singer, that guitarist, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not this vocalist. This is what is amazing to me. I don't know. I agree Dude. and I disagree all at the same time because yeah. I, I, I know of a pianist who can make that piano almost sing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it touches your soul. There's a Spanish guitarist. He's oh, very old yeah. now, probably dead. I don't know, but he's probably the best guitarist that will ever be. Hmm. And when he plays, you feel his soul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's so rare to be able to do what he does. You know, he's the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I love, there's some metal guitarists out there that just can riff like nobody's business, but 
you play it by itself, what is it? It's the riff. Meh. Mm-hmm. Meh. You know. Yeah. You get somebody who can sing a cappella and make you give you all goosebumps, you're like, well, there you go. Got talent. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's true. I guess it's it's the emotion that you put into the music. I never thought about that because there's a lot of, I, I listen to a lot of great vocalists every week, at, you know, at church and, and some of them it's great. It's like they carry the melody just fine and this and this. And then some of them, they just get you into it. It's just like, like you said, it, it touches your soul. It's like they're bearing their soul. And it's, I guess maybe that's more, more of how soulfully they play. But then I've, there's this one lady and she's in, um, an orchestra that Ava used to play in and oh what was her name she's a black lady and she could sing uh we saw her she had a solo and they were at the Jack Singer concert hall and it was it was mind-blowing her range she can go really low for Oma and then also way up into that that almost screaming but it sounds good like her range is incredible and just the like think of a soulful black lady from like the seven oh that's her and she sings and you get into it and it's just like oh my word that is the greatest human voice i have ever heard like in real time like in front of me it was amazing like it was amazing i would pay the tickets for that show just to see her do that one song and obviously to see my daughter too you know of course, but it was oh, incredible. That's why I, you know, Jeanette and I both like them, but I absolutely love um, a Celtic Woman, that group. I've never heard they of them. They do, uh, obviously, Celtic singing, but these four women are just... And they're women? Phenomenal Celtic, I mean... Phenomenal. They've come and they've gone, but they're back together this year. The original hmm. four. Yep. Um, they all play instruments and they all sing, but they all have uh, acapella songs that they sing. And then they have one that they all do together. Oh, my God. Hmm. It just, it'll give you goosebumps that last for like an hour. <laughs> huh. That's and it's cool. a very sad song, too. Um, but anyway, you know what I went on to, I've kind of gone down this opera rabbit hole over the last couple of weeks. Like when I'm doing the work we're doing, I go through like books and podcasts, like they're going out of style. Like I've got 12 hours a day where I'm doing mind numbing work. Yes. And you do like one book in one day. And then by Friday you forget that you, you know, listen to a book on Monday yeah. That's why I have uh, books that I've listened to like five times. Mm-hmm. Because I'll listen to them all in one day. And then, you know, months down the road, I'm like, have I listened to that? I know I enjoyed it, but I can't remember it. So I'll listen to yeah. it again. Or for me, when I'm like, when I'm listening, it's like, I'm busy. There'll be something I'm like, oh, I want to write that down. Like, I want to come back and think about that. But I can't because it's production, production, production. Um, I was going to film myself yesterday, but I decided not to. But when I'm doing the edge sanding, like... I kind of, on my, my bell grinder, I kind of squat like I'm like getting ready to, to, to block a basketball shot or something. Like just bend to my knees. And I do that because then I can, like I, I can keep my feet planted. I never have to move my feet, but I can 
I just get better movement out of my torso to to grab the sign from this style stack, sand it, and set it down there. And man, it is hilarious when I'm doing this. I look like a monkey. But um, anyways, like yeah, and and so I'll like listen to a book, and I'm like, oh man, I want to write that down, but I can't. It's like, nope, can't stop. I'm not gonna stop to write this down. I've got you know, I don't want to be working till midnight tonight, so keep going. And yeah, and then I find that if I listen to the book three or four times, I'll it'll actually be stuck in my head. And I'm like, ah, I didn't need to write that down. just need to listen five times. But I started listening to this Andrea Bocelli CD that I, I listened to when I used to work in Las Vegas. And um, my parents had this Saab, uh, an Aero 9.5, whatever. It was a fun little car. Um, and went and bought it. Bought a brand new, like Anderson Chevy there in Vegas. And... I would drive this because this was their vehicle there. They had a house there and we were, I was working 20 hours a day. And so one night I would sleep in the parkade in the company pickup truck. And the next night I would drive to my parents' house, shower, sleep for like two hours and then drive back to the airport. And I remember I used to crank Andrea Bocelli. This car had like this amazing sound system and, uh, oh, it sounded so good. And I was like, I was thinking about, I was like, how would I find that? And so I found the album, and especially this one song, and I'd like start listening to that in the morning. And then you listen through the whole album, and then iTunes will just randomly generate this playlist, and it just keeps going. And it starts filling in all these opera songs, and then I'm like, I'm going to like this. And so uh, I put on my Apple Watch again just so I could control music and stuff for... Uh, working and so I'll like heart this song, heart this. And that's when it's just, I've got all these like incredible... There's this band called the Opera Band, and it's like five men and two women, and it's like a band, but they're all opera singers, and some of their songs are amazing, and uh, like I'll be like dancing to opera, and uh, yeah, I went on this deep, probably all all last week, I pretty much listened to just opera music. It was great, but my family doesn't appreciate it. <laughs> I'm trying to tell my kids, check this song out, like dad, that sucks. I'm like, no, feel it. Just feel it. <laughs> like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, if it, when uh, it comes yeah. to opera, I would get kicked out of the club. Because my That's absolute funny. favorite is Phantom of the Opera. Mm. And I used to almost know that thing by heart. Oh, wow. Um, we got a chance to go see the original cast. Oh, wow. Uh, live. And, mm. oh, my Lord. Good stuff, eh? Yeah, we saw down in Tampa. Oh wow! And uh, we had, we actually um, went and saw a matinee because you didn't have to wear a suit. Oh, that's funny. And then we could go, you know, see the Phantom of the Opera, and then go eat dinner at like Burns Steakhouse. So. Hmm. Mm, yes. Um, yeah, the one thing I'm stoked about last couple nights, Steph's actually cooked supper because we've just been so busy and like work until 10 o'clock at night that it's like, okay, I'll go grab some Chinese quick or I'll go pick up some Vietnamese soup. Oh, or you we'll mean go you're not pizzas. one of the 1 billion people on YouTube sponsored by Factor right now? No, what's Factor? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I didn't uh, even do. One of those do... meal delivery places. Oh, meal. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't think we could get those out here, man. We can't even get Amazon to deliver out here anymore. They use a company called Intelcom and they just don't deliver our package. They've just stopped. Like stopped. Like they delivered a hundred packages out here and then they'll be like, sorry, our address doesn't show up. And then they send it back to, so now we have to go get it delivered to one of those Amazon lockers that you just use Bluetooth, get close to and it pops the door open. But man, it's so annoying. It's funny that you say that. I was, I don't know who this was because I, it was a, a recommendation off a recommendation off a recommendation from YouTube, you know, like mm-hmm. those things that pop up at the end of a video. If you let mm-hmm. it go to the dead screen. Yeah. End screen, whatever. Anyway. Um, and it was a guy who put cameras up and he's, Somewhere between Calgary and Banff. And he, this is exactly what his thing was about, his rant, is that, you know, um, the, you know, no one will deliver anymore, so they're using this contractor to deliver Amazon packages. Well, his, his road is really his driveway, and it's like a mile long, mm-hmm. but it looks just like a road. Hmm. And they won't drive down it. They just refuse. There's no gate. There's no nothing. Uh, it's paved. They will not do it. They refuse. So they just throw his packages out at the end of his driveway. Oh, wow. And the I guess he did some rant, and people weren't believing him, so he put up cameras, hidden cameras at the end of his driveway to show, hmm. yeah, they just pull up and throw his stuff right out the back door. Was he driving a white minivan? He was purposefully blocking it out. Mm. You know. He should take those guys. Those guys are clowns. And yeah, he's planning on suing them. But hmm. anyway, I'm like, and he's really, really thick accented. He really couldn't understand. Hmm. Kind of, oh, you could, but almost not kind of thing. But I'm yeah. like, I, I, you know, I'd shoot him. But, oh, that's right. You can't. Yeah, we're not allowed to have any fun in Canada. Slap them the, hard with a rubber spatula. Can you do that? Yeah, sport? that probably not. Nope. <laughs> nope. As well, you can as long as you call them by the proper pronouns. Uh, yeah, that's what matters. Um, they're trying to say make it here that if you don't call people by their preferred pronouns, you can well, be Well, I'm not going to ask you what your preferred pronoun is. So I don't know how I would know. And I'm just going to call you... <laughs> Dingles. <laughs> oh, you're not going to like what I call you, but. <laughs> yeah. but Your Honor, it wasn't a pronoun I used. It was an adjective. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you clown donkey. And as they say, words mean things. That's right. And I meant it very strongly. <laughs> in, the str- in the strongest, most offensive way possible, I called him a bee. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, you know, these, the, and it's weird because we always get How different delivery you? drivers. <laughs> That's right. And we'll get them and they'll call us. I'm like, hello. And she's like, hello, I'm at the end of your gate. And I'm like, okay. She goes, you didn't give me the code to get in. I was like, no, just set it down in front of the gate. That's fine. No code. And she goes, Could I, can I get your go- gate no. code? I'm like, no, I'm not giving Why you the code for my, my gate. Yeah. And it's just, and 
Oh, and she goes, you still did? And she'll come back like two days later. You still didn't give me the gate code? I'm like, you're not getting the code to my gate. Like, that will not happen. Like, I don't know who you are. I have no clue. Who, like, yeah, I give it to you and you tell somebody else. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. You know, the reason I have a gate there is because there's certain people I just don't want to be able to have drive up to my house. And you're kind of one of them. But but now we never get them to deliver. It's so annoying. But here's the main problem. Number one problem. This company, Intelcom, is based in Quebec. Full stop. Everything out of Quebec sucks, except for poutine, maybe. But oh, they don't know how to run business. All they do is get handouts there. They get everything from the government. They're rude, they're obnoxious, and they smell. They don't shower enough in Quebec. They stink. Like, it's, nah, Montreal is okay. But Quebec, yeah. And, of course, this company's based in Quebec. Well, I can of French descent, aren't they not? Yeah. Well, you know, smell is in their DNA. Yep. Yes, people, I said it. Oh, yeah. I've been all over France. Ugh. I've been to Quebec before, and enough to know that I don't really like it. And they're just, I don't know. Quebec takes more of the, of the federal funding than any other province. And Alberta contributes more than any other province. So there in light itself, you know what? If you're born in Alberta, you're kind of born with a little bit of a, mm, who is this Quebec anyways? And then you see what happens there. And you see, I remember as a teenager, they wanted to separate. And they said, oh, we're going to vote to separate. And the rest of Canada said, good, <laughs> we'll join the vote and put, put the rest of Canada in the yes column. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait, you, they, you want us to separate? Oh, no, never mind. Yeah. Well, they wanted to separate and they didn't want to take any of the national debt with them. Zero. And it's like, no, the reason we have all this debt is because of you. You're the ones that, that are, you're, you're draining our pockets here. And then they wanted a bunch of other money. They wanted to, to be given money to set up a new, as a new country. And it's like, you're out of your mind. You stupid Quebecers. Hey, you want to, no. Les pays super. No. You move out. That. Your parents don't pay you to move out. You move yeah. out. Yeah. In fact, you're going to go to work one day and you're going to come home and all your crap's on the lawn and the locks <laughs> yeah. are changed. Yeah. <laughs> Exacto mondo. Yeah. Bo, I was going to tell you something. This was one thing that was amazing. Speaking of shipping. Uh, so there's this company called Fort Nine. Fort Nine. They're also a YouTube channel. Pretty good YouTube channel. But they're like a motorcycle parts distributor in Ontario. And last was a Friday, I was taking a little break. And I, I want a new tank for my DR650 because I got like this, a Cherby's plastic aftermarket tank the one i have is a 6.6 .6 gallon which is a monster and i got it because i i'm like i need all that range but i don't like it is so big that i you know stock i got like 180 kilometers which i don't know would be like 120 miles maybe and that's not long enough you know what i mean especially when you live out in the country and so now i mean i've gone over 300 kilometers and but i've never never been hit reserve or anything like that and i don't love the look of this tank so i bought the 5.3 gallon one so essentially the same tank but just smaller and it looks more like the stock tank i ordered it about 11 o'clock on friday i was taking a little break and saturday morning it was delivered literally next day it was, it was just over is about one o'clock in the afternoon they delivered it isn't that insane 
Yes. So, so I, they must have had, I don't know if it was like, a, they must have a warehouse in Calgary because there's no way you can get it from Ontario to Alberta to a little farm outside of Calgary in like 25 hours. I don't think that's possible. But I was thrilled. And then about four days later, I got a tracking tracking information on it. <laughs> it's like, thanks, tips. <laughs> but, I don't know. Ontario has an incredible history in criminal, human, and drug trafficking. So they know shipping. There you go. Maybe, maybe, maybe there is like an underground railroad that used to be used for drugs. And now they just like... But yeah, I was stoked. I'm like, ah. and it's one of these things I've been looking at for like the last year i'm like i don't know i don't really need and i'm kind of like eh. but i'm also like you know what i have one motorcycle maybe you know dress it up a bit if you want to if you want to if the tank bugs you just a little bit get rid of it get a new one you know and then i can sell this one here like they go like hotcakes if i decide to i'm gonna ride with this one see what the actual range is but i haven't put it on yet but i think it'll look so much better but i was thrilled because we had our gate like if the UPS comes, they won't leave stuff at the gate. Same with FedEx, they won't leave it at the gate. But at least those they'll they'll say, okay, you know what? Like I think FedEx will give us between a two hour window, and it's like perfect. So I'll just open the gate and I'll shut the power off so it stays open. And I had the gate open for something that wasn't for me. I think for Isaiah something was coming, and uh, just happened to be that they showed up with my motorcycle tank. I'm like, what? It's crazy. Yep. But. Oh, yeah, yesterday, no, no, two days ago, I was driving packages in. There's there's a FedEx truck on the side in the ditch. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's no good. I think the guy was fine, though. But. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, my one of my delivery drivers was telling me that uh, one of their employees was, he came over from another delivery service, um, red, white, and blue one. Well, yeah. And he was, he was just fired from the brown one mm -hmm. uh, for stealing. <laughs> He's like, what? what are you talking about? This is like normal business at the other place. Wow. That's crazy. What do you mean I can't steal? That's funny. But I, uh, my, Danette showed me a headline the other day that made me sick to my stomach that before long, the average uh, UPS worker will make $176,000 a year. Wow. I don't know if that's their local drivers or their long haul drivers, but it was a driver. That's insane. I'm like, no. Well, no, no. Professional athletes, not not one professional athlete deserves $700 million contract, and not one UPS driver deserves $176,000. That's insane. You, you know, that's why it takes um, $45 to ship a $5 t-shirt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Shipping has gone up a lot. A lot, like since the the since the old pandemic, and they blame it on oh, it's the fuel price. No, it is not. It's your stupid salaries and fuel prices. No, I I refuse to believe that. 
here here a lot of it is fuel prices because we got these <laughs> jolly old carbon taxes every time you turn around oh you want to breathe today well there's a carbon tax on that air you know, well, I know that a little bit has to do with fuel prices but you know, do they go down when fuel prices go down no so don't blame it on that no but it's so stupid I, I just can't believe people are dumb enough to think that like, I don't know. I don't know why we're not revolting. Like, China... Um, part-time help. 30 to $60 an hour to stand there and watch a conveyor belt inside a big, giant heated building. I have a problem. That's crazy. You know, like, China produces more greenhouse gas than all developed countries in the world combined. And so, you know, somehow people think that by the government just taking our money away from us, stealing more of our money, that's going to somehow solve this environmental problem that you think we have. Are you fully stupid? Like, just, you've got to be just so dumb. And then, oh yeah, I just, I don't get it. And then this stupid thing with people saying, oh, electric vehicles, electric vehicles. Are you stupid? Like, you know, um, if every single person, <laughs> person bought an electric vehicle right now, it would take 20 years to get the, the, the infrastructure set up so they could charge them so that we could use them as we use vehicles today. Like, it's just so dumb. I'm just... I can't believe how stupid everybody on earth is. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> some like I, I know a handful of people that have brains. And and most of even dozens of people I know, they're just so dumb. They can't see the truth. And it's like, oh no, no, this is good. There's nothing wrong with you know, we need to fix the environment. We we need to look after it, but we need to realize that we're not the biggest problem here. And by penalizing people that aren't really doing anything wrong, what gives with that, you know? I don't know, it's so stupid. But I haven't, uh, I usually get all my like stuff on like YouTube and I haven't watched any YouTube, I think probably for like the last two weeks. And so I don't really know what, uh, what they're fighting about in parliament and stuff. And it's kind of nice not knowing. It's kind of nice just to have my head down, bum up, getting work done, you know? Yeah. Just give her. Let me see. You just texted me something. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. It's funny. <laughs> I need to read it for, for, for the audience. <laughs> They got to have this. So, it's a little Chinese boy crying. He looks like he's really, really sad. Like, that's a full face cry. Yeah, I mean, he's, says, a, he's crying. He's one of those cries where you can't breathe. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the top of the picture says Chinese kid on Christmas. And at the bottom, it says <laughs> getting the same toy he made five hours ago. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. <laughs> Getting the same toy you made. <laughs> oh man, that is I feel bad for laughing, but I almost I also don't because that's truth. That's the truth. 
and you know what? Like, if if you shared that around, people would get so mad, hey? Yeah. But then it's like, you need to realize that is the truth of it. Maybe consider that when you go buy cheap, janky crap for your kids for Christmas, you know? Or any Apple product. Yeah. You'd be proud. Like, so we got stuff, that computer, and I'm like, oh, and I've decided that I'm going to keep my computer until it is really affecting my workflow. Because I'm like, I don't want to just keep buying all this crap. I just don't. Like, I'm, I just want it to keep working, you know? And like my phone, I've got the iPhone 12 mini, love it. And they don't make a mini anymore. This is the size I need. Like, I don't need a screen. I'm not doing spreadsheets. I just, you know, I want a phone, maybe text. And the the less, least I can do with my phone, the better. But, um, yeah. And, like, Steph and I were talking. She's asking, like, what do you want? I'm like, I honestly don't want anything. And I told her, I said, this is the first Christmas that I don't think I want. Like, I don't have any tools that I want to put on my list that I want. And I said, I, I don't know if I've ever been at a point in my life where I think I might have all the tools that I actually want at the moment. Like, there's nothing that I'm jonesing for. There's things I kind of like. I want, like, one of those Milwaukee Dynafiles, the M12 ones. But it's like, also, I would probably use that twice a year. But maybe that's the reason to buy one. <laughs> yes, it didn't stop you with the caulking gun. <laughs> yeah. Although I've used it a couple <laughs> times lately. I'm like, look at you go. I bet I've used it three times this year. So I'm like, man, that thing's almost paying for itself. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll wait till I have something to file, something that I need to do. And they'll be like, oh, better go buy this Dynafile. Yeah. No, so I told Steph, I, like, I want to go uh, to Three Hills. And I'm, I don't know, I'm going to see what he has for uh, Master Mason rings in stock. Uh, but also he's like, you, you design your own and then he 3d prints it and then makes a, what they call it? Lost wax casting or whatever. Like he'll yeah. make a cast of it. And he's like, if you want, you can cast your own ring with me. I'm like, Ooh, now that would be cool. That would be pretty neat. And, uh, so he says, if you don't have what we want and I've got a, an image, a graphic of the square and the compasses that I love. It's my favorite one. It has the right portions and, I would like that on a ring. And so I could just email him that picture. He could 3D print the ring and then uh, go up there and make my own ring with him. I thought that, I think that'd be pretty cool. That would actually be neat, hey? Oh, absolutely. Where'd you get your ring? So I made it with the brother and I actually cast it myself. So yes. that's what I told Steph. I said, for Christmas, I said, honestly, I put a couple things on the list. Like there's these things called hippo hands and they're like uh, like a bar mitt for cycling, but for a motorbike. And it's basically a huge insulated cover that you put over your handlebars and your like your bark buster hand guards and it just keeps your keeps your hands. And they say, especially if you've got heated hand grips, it'll keep you super toasty because I like to ride as much as I can, even in the wintertime. And um, I had those on there, but I'm like, honestly, I said, I said, why don't I go get this ring and that'll be my Christmas present. Like I just want, of things that I actually want right now, I want a nice ring. I wear these janky Amazon ones all the time and they look gross and gaudy. They're kind of embarrassing to wear out. So I want a nice one. But yeah, other than that, and, and it's like, even with the kids, I'm like, I don't, 
I don't want to buy them a whole bunch of crap. I'd like to buy them one or two things that are going to serve them well for years, you know? Like, I don't know. Her kids are pretty good. It's not like, like, they're not into video games at all. None of them really play video games. So <clears throat> I know that's what a lot of parents probably give. But they're also not into cheap, crappy toys. It's like, you know, I want a guitar pedal or something like that, right? And that's like, okay, good. You take that guitar pedal and you can play it for the next 15 years, you know? And I guess as, as they get older too, they naturally their interests are less like Lego or cheap kind of plastic toys that are going to be not played within a couple months. But that one's funny, man. I gotta, I'm going to show that one to my kids. <laughs> it's so bad. Actually, I'm going to save this one to my kids. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's precious. Thanks for sending that. No problem. I knew you'd love that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, horrible, Todd. Horrible. It is. And true. And I think that's why it's so funny. I know. And horrible. Because it's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's something else, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> something else how um, most of the world lives and it's different than you and I live you know and I always think like like I've, I've always thought this as a kid and I tell my kids there's nothing that I did that made me born where I was born to the parents that I was born to like my efforts could have gotten me born in some street in Ghana right or my efforts could have had me born into some slum in India. I haven't done anything. And so you'd, I always think you, you need to carry that attitude throughout life. And it's like, life isn't fair. You know, it, it's not. But what you, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And so it's like, if you've born into a, if you've born into a good family and, and a good place and you have, well, you know what? It's up to you to try and help out those who haven't, you know? There's literally people that were born with just the, the crappiest deck of cards possible. And those that have been blessed, born into privilege, you, you don't apologize for it. Like, I can't apologize for it. Um, I didn't do it. It's not my choice. Now, it was a blessing. And so now, instead of apologizing or, or you know, a lot of people think, oh, you pray for that. It's like, yes. But you know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to take my privilege and I'm going to use it to help people that are less privileged. I'm going to make their worlds better, you know? But it's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. But I think part of the problem with our lack of personal responsibility is the uh, deflecting and saying, well, you're privileged. It's all your fault for what happened 200 years ago. No, sorry. Mm -hmm. All those people are gone. Let it go. Yeah. You know, like the frozen song, let it go. Um, <laughs> yeah. but just that, that whole thing just irritates me. And then with people on YouTube, you know, they're, they, complain about something and they're like yeah i know first world problems it's all it's tough yeah it is 
You know why I have first world problems? Because I live in the first world. Mm-hmm. You know why third world problems exist? Not enough bootstrap picking up her thing. Mm-hmm. It might yeah, be. No, that, <clears throat> no, that's true. You know, why is a particular um, African nation letting themselves be just absolutely raped for lithium mining instead of using that to better their own country? Mm-hmm. You know, the that's Arab nation became just sickeningly wealthy over oil. Yeah. You know, they're I not letting the- uh, standard oil go in there and steal it all. Yeah. So I, I, just, I think I, it's corrupt politics, like like in the Congo, right? That's where they're doing tons of lithium mining. Yeah, and China's doing it all, and so I think Chinese government went in there and said, "Hey, listen to the government of the Congo said we want to set up operations here. We'll uh, well, you know, we'll use your slave labor. You know, not going to pay them anybody well, but we'll use you guys to take it out of the ground. And here's the deal: we'll give you guys, you guys, as in the politicians, you guys will be set." Your family's family's family will be set. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, it's, it's not like, I don't know. And and you look at all this, all the minerals, and China is secure. Like, they're the largest producer of them, but they're also going around, and they are locking up these minerals all over the world. Like, in the Congo, it's all, Chinese has rights to all those. And it's so funny because... Everybody wants to have these electric cars and we want to no internal combustion by 2030 and stuff. But then it's like, okay, well, we need to start getting these minerals out of the ground to make batteries. And they're like, don't leave it in the ground, leave it in the ground. You can't mine this. You can't mine that. It's like, okay. So now you're forcing yourself just to rely entirely on Chinese supplied. And how's that working for us? Like, how's our relationship with China again? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily people you want to be entirely reliant on, is it? It's just so dumb. You know what? The the cleanest way to go for the environment is to keep using the internal combustion engine. Full stop. Screw these stupid electric cars. We have done enough with technology. If we really want to make them things cleaner to drive, reduce the engine sizes for most vehicles, Okay. Nobody needs sports car. Well, no, if you have a sports car, you pay this huge tag. What? I don't know. But if, if an environmentalist says, I really want to be good for the environment, then you drive a small three-cylinder internal combustion engine car because we have infrastructure for that. We have ways to produce that, that fuel cleanly and efficiently. We've been working on this for 100 years now, and we finally start to make good progress, and now you're just going to say, no, let's just drive brand new technology. Man, that's... If batteries were fruit, I would understand. But we destroy places on Earth by by mining this crap for batteries, which has a finite shelf life. You know, it's not like you can use a battery for 20 years and it's non-recyclable. We don't have technology to recycle it or to put it back. Like, it's so stupid. It is so stupid. It's just as we haven't it's like this bill of lies that we've been sold and it's just been kind of a very casual you know it's not like they've ever come out right and and made the claims that this is this much like 200 times cleaner than gasoline nobody's ever come out and said that but i was like oh we'll just call it green energy 
and there's green and then the the public they're just like doopy-eyed public people that don't think for themselves like green energy and it's like okay no that's just the name for it like that's it's kind of like when mcdonald's calls their their beef production company 100 percent ground beef because <laughs> they can they don't have to tell you what they actually put into it it's the same thing here there is no green energy that is a fallacy every energy has a cost and it's just people are so stupid these batteries do you know how many how much petroleum products do they use to make the plastics that hold them the rubber that coats the wires like you can't get away from using fossil fuels you cannot it's just dumb you know oh yeah don't think for yourself just let these let let greta tell you what to do and listen to these drama teachers that somehow run countries and check your brain Substitute at the door drama teacher not even a real yeah one. that's that's right <laughs> a full time check your brain at the door and just oh jump on the bandwagon yay no i'm not against electric vehicles i think i think they're great and i think if you want if you want to build a race car, build an electric race car. If you want to go fast, get an electric car because that is where you're going to have it happening. And if people would like to choose electric cars, great. But to say, we're going to force you one way or the other, they should just be like, you know what? We're going to say we're this and like we have it right now. I could go today and buy an electric car or I could buy a gasoline car. Great. Now, when I buy an electric car and I want to drive across the country, ow, oh, sniggles. This is going to suck. I'm going to have to stop for a certain amount of time. It's a slower process. So maybe if I do a lot of driving, my best option is to stick with the old internal combustion engine. But if I live in a city and I don't ever venture out of town, yeah, maybe it is good. And if I have heated underground parking at work and at home, maybe electric car is the right option for me. See, that's how it should be. You know? This whole thing that they're the governments think they're doing some good and they don't even understand any of it. They don't even understand. And they're not working towards it. The grid couldn't handle everybody driving electric. They're not upgrading it to support that. At least not that they've said, you know. Oh no, because so, so funny. They're gonna have to uh outlaw air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And then I, that's when I revolt. Yeah. Because I grew up without yeah. it and I refuse to ever do it again. Yeah. Well, in California, there's so many, so many Californians are jumping on the bandwagon that they're having to start tell people, say, please don't charge your car between this time to this time. <laughs> but I got to go to the baseball game. Well, no, just don't, don't, don't charge your car, please. The grid can't handle it. We've got too many of you idiots that don't think for yourself that have jumped on the bandwagon of electric vehicles. <laughs> oh, it's precious. It's so precious. Well, I love the... Uh, there's an electric car out there, and it says it can be wall-charged, right? And hmm. You buy this thing, you plug that into the wall, and you plug that thing into your car like a wall charger for you, a uh, computer, but just a little bit more sophisticated. Mm -hmm. Or you can get in that, that uh, like 240 volt or three phase charger on the wall. 
Mm-hmm. And they tell you the car charges in 35 minutes. Yeah, with the $10,000 charger, it's yeah. three-phase. Oh, that other one that you plug into your car? It's like a trickle charger, and it takes like 30 hours. Yeah. If it'll do it. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. You know, Uh, I... I... Here's what I think. If you, you want it, and you can afford it, and it doesn't cost anybody else any... Uh, money, because you don't get tax advantages or anything. Um, you could have whatever vehicle you want. Mm-hmm. And I also think that if you buy, if you build and sell a vehicle, um, all warranties should be comparable to one another. So if you have a like Tesla, if you have a <clears throat> electric car. Um, you should have a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. Mm-hmm. Um, your battery is your powertrain, so it should be uh, warranty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait. You don't do that? In fact, uh, you sell a car today in uh, December of 2023. Battery's going to go bad, you know, in about 18 months, and you won't be able to get one. Mm-hmm. At all, period. Yeah, that's so crazy, hey. You know, I just the new. I uh, was just watching a video about a Chevy Volt. They're in that situation. You can't replace wow. the batteries. Literally, they don't make. Wow. Them. Cannot get them made. That's um, insane. That is insane, hey. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Um, one of the kids' friends works at a company and they specialize in converting weird cars to EV. So to take a Camaro and convert it to electric and they'll take whatever. And he's a mechanic. <clears throat> he's actually going to come out here and help Isaiah work on his truck. He also imports a bunch of these little JDM cars. And like right now he's got a little mini truck. So cool. I want one so bad, Todd. I want one so bad. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I think my Civic has like 370 some thousand. And so was, every year at Christmas, I'm always like, oh, maybe I should buy a new car. And every year I don't. And I was looking. I can't believe how expensive cars are, you know, like, but um, I don't know. I'd be, I'm like, it'd be cool. Maybe I should convert my Civic to electric, you know? So I, I, I'm the same way. Like, I, I'm not against that stuff, you know, but you just need to know what the deal is. Yes, it's an, it's an alternative form of propulsion. Uh, is it cleaner? No, no. It's At this point, it certainly is not. For it to be cleaner, this industry has to have found efficiencies, ways to recycle, way, you know what I mean? And that's all. Like, these batteries are so buy them and throw them, you know? And it's, people don't think about stuff like that. They should make one of these cars that runs on like like 2,000 rechargeable double A's. So you can <laughs> charge them up yourself at night, but it's just weird. Just weird. And then the other thing is too, is like in cold climates, electric heat is wildly uh, power 
requiring, right? Like you have an electric heater that uses a lot of power. Uh, when you're driving an internal combustion engine, that heat comes from the coolant that, that is using to take the heat out of your engine. That is a free byproduct of that engine running. So good. Heat. Excellent. Cool. Now, an electric car, they have to take electricity that would be used to propel it and use it to create heat, which is very inefficient. And now all of a sudden, your range goes down, your efficiency goes down. It's just, it's, you're using energy to create heat, whereas the, the heat of, a, of an internal combustion engine, I'm not using any energy for that. That is a byproduct. And the little things like that, your range is halved. Like people don't talk about it with Teslas. And finally, my neighbor, when he got rid of his Tesla, he finally opened up and he said, man, this thing is, he said, Teslas are absolute garbage. Technology, fantastic. Right up there. He said, fit and finish, quality of the car, garbage. And he says that he gets half the range in the wintertime as he does in the summertime. He said it takes about half if you want heat on. He said sometimes they turn the heat down. They drive with toque and mittens on just so that they they can go longer. I'm like, you kidding me? That's dumb. When I'm in my car, I want to be toasty, man. Often I take off my jacket. I'm in a t-shirt and it's minus 20 outside. But it's just people don't think things logically, you know? That's because no, you don't, don't. Under, you <clears throat> understand things either. Like mechanics and, and energy and stuff. They just hear green and they're like hey sounds good <laughs> they so dumb oh speaking of energy i've got seven percent battery left on my laptop <clears throat> and i don't i don't have a charger in here <laughs> exactly uh, yep, yep, yep. sorry i couldn't help it any plans this uh, coming week? Uh, yeah, my annual eye appointment. Right on. Installation of, of lodge officers. Oh, yes. Uh, and something else, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Hmm. It's on the calendar upstairs. You don't, you don't use any corrective lenses at all for your eyes, do you? Uh, just readers. Okay. That's nice. I want to get some new glasses, but they won't, they won't give you them if your prescription's older than two years. I'm like, that's stupid. If I want to spend my money on something, let me spend my money. But it had been like four years since I went in and my prescription hasn't changed one bit. So that's good. Yeah. I, I got prescriptions, but they're readers basically. Mm -hmm, what doctors yeah. said. So yeah. You know, it's just ever so slight difference between the two eyes. And that's why they're mm. prescriptions yeah. instead of just, you know, $5 readers, but still. Gotcha. My, I don't know. God. Oh yeah. You know, I'd like to get that laser surgery, but it scares me. It does. I'm like, Everybody I don't I know. I know had, had really good luck, but. I know. Like, I know ton, my sister had it. Uh, like, I know tons of people, friends, you know, that got it. And like, oh, it's fantastic. You should do it. Like, what are you waiting for? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm freaked out. I'm freaked out about it. And the, the, the prices have come down. Like, I think for me to get it done, it'll be like two to $3,000. And if you look at that, I guess I don't, I just wear contacts. Um, 
and then I buy dailies like disposables and I just wear them for like a month. <laughs> they say what, what the difference is between disposables and non-disposables is the type of solution you use. So I use the long-term solution and I've been doing that for years. I order these glass, these contacts online and two weeks worth of contacts lasts me two years and I, it's cheap. My eye, eye correction is on the cheap. <laughs> and then, cause I never wear glasses. I don't need to replace glasses. Still get broken, but most people usually go through a pair or two a year. Like my dad breaks glasses like crazy. On I think he probably actually does about four or five pairs of glasses a year. Some years, that and phones. Like he's always he always breaks his phones two two phones a year probably and Apple watches. <laughs> We're with him. He's like I just got this Apple Watch last week and <laughs> just destroyed it somehow. I don't know how, but so I, I can see if you're spending two three hundred bucks a, a year on corrective lenses you know in 10 years you've paid for laser vision correction but i don't know would be nice not to have to just to wake up in the middle of the night and be able to see like i I don't have that luxury i'm pretty blind but we shall see this is weird man this is like the first day in weeks that I this time of day I'm not like busy doing something either working or teaching at church (laughs) that's all I've done (laughs) work six days a week then Sunday you volunteer at church and I do large group story and I got like dozens of kids and it's a very weird feeling morning to me it's nice yeah I actually half expected you to when you uh texted me yesterday Saying, hey, we're all done for the year. I can podcast, but I'm not. I'm going to sleep in. Talk to you next week. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, like the kid, see, Steph still has to work today. Because <laughs> my end of the deal is what I do is all the wood preparation and all the staining and then let that dry overnight. And then she has to paint it all. And then the kids have to wrap it all. So they're still busy. They're working out there. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but, um, then at the same time, like they're done earlier and I work later at night. So, but, and then I don't know, we probably could do one next week too, if you want, it'll be the 22nd or is that going to be, I don't know. I might be talking out of turn. I don't think we have anything, but what does that look like for you guys? Tentatively? I don't know yet. Okay. We'll play it by ear. I haven't been told. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> so yeah, we'll just, see how it goes and there may be one next week and there may not be but we'll chat about it you guys have a christmas tree up no you guys put one up yeah sometimes sometimes we don't yeah yeah i picked one up yesterday we always do the real tree thing and then we always are late because we never have time to do it because we're busy so hopefully i got a good one the nice thing is the the, we got them on clearance (laughs) Because I went there yesterday and I was like, okay, I said, are the trees on sale? Because Steph told me they were. And she's like, oh, the four to, no, the five to seven foot trees are on sale. 45% off and the other one's a regular price. I was like, okay, well, I want like a six to eight. I said, I'll just get the regular one. And then she goes to ring it in. She goes, that's on sale too. I'm like, sweet. So I we haven't opened it. It's just sitting on the front porch. Got to open it. And I think maybe hopefully this Sunday we'll have time to decorate it. Get it feeling like Christmas. And then start Christmas shopping. 
so funny. We don't have a single Christmas decoration. Well, we have a wreath on the door. Stuff always gets a live wreath from Costco, but yeah, it's weird. Do you put Christmas lights up at all on the outside of your house? No. Yeah. Uh, I've been wanting to do a couple of things, but I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, I have Christmas lights, but I haven't put them up for a couple of years. I'd like to. Even if I did it like this next Monday or Tuesday, I think it might be worth it. It's nice because you can leave them on till New Year, you know? I think that's the rule. Or just do like the rednecks and just leave them up all year long. Yeah. Might as well. But Anything else you want to go over before my computer dies? Mm, no. Been a good one. Yeah, it has. I'm showing 4% right now. I actually turned my screen off because I'm like... It was going down fast, and I looked. I had the brightness up full blast. I'm like, oh, I can't be doing this. So then I turned the screen off. And I also haven't used this computer, so I don't know if, you know, the battery's just not used to being used. Like, I think in the last week or two, I've opened this thing once. But Right on, man. Well, you guys have yourself a good weekend. You too. And then uh, I'll text you before that. But if not, uh, if we don't do a podcast, you guys have a very Merry Christmas. As well as our listeners. Absolutely. And uh, Merry Christmas to all of you. That's right. We'll see Except you all later. Except you, Roger. <laughs>